At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. We are off and running on a Friday evening alongside Jared Smith sitting in for Sean King as Sean on morning duties all week. I am Tim Murray. A fun show in store for you as we will talk college basketball. Jared's going to help me try to figure out my plays for the Circa a lot College of Basketball Contest. Well, I've got my list. We've done this before for football, though. It's not like it's true. Got my list Familiar feeling. of intriguing options, so uh, we will be uh, we'll be talking them out on the air. So looking forward to that. Uh, Jamie and Christian, former Division One men's basketball coach, and I would say soon to be Division One men's basketball coach in the near future. Uh, he will come on. Got to give him his kudos. Uh, anyone who uh, watched Penn State dismantle uh, Iowa, uh, Illinois was it Illinois, yeah. Illinois earlier this Pick week. Pickett at forty-one. Jalen Pickett. He recruited him, so we'll uh, we'll give him his kudos, his props for that. But uh, also uh, curious to get his big picture thoughts on some teams because we're in this spot right now, Jared, where a lot of people are trying to figure out who's worth the futures bet. Yeah, everybody's gonna say, you know, the field is wide open. I think there's some factual aspects to that, but I also think there's some falsities to it that not everybody's gonna be able to make a run. No. So I'm curious to get his perspective on. If there are some teams that he doesn't believe in, because I've got a couple, Tennessee, yeah. St. Mary's. I Tennessee's just, like the top of the list. Tennessee 
going to be a road dog. They at Rupp are Arena on Saturday. The list. Ooh, baby. Yeah, that's definitely on the list. <laughs> uh, the Sports Gambling Podcast crew, Sean Green and Ryan Kramer, they're in town. Uh, they joined Sean on the set down on Radio Row. Yeah. So we're going to chat with those gentlemen in studio at 7.30 Eastern. And then our Friday visit with Chris Andrews, South Point Sportsbook Director as well. So busy show, uh, as we always have. And uh, once again, we will... Uh, be talking some college basketball. We've got uh, NBA All-Star Weekend here, but NFL news aplenty today. And we'll start with the, the most breaking-ish news, and it's Chiefs offensive coordinator, Jared, Eric Bieniemy mm. is headed, reportedly, to the Washington Commanders. He will be taking over as the assistant coach slash offensive coordinator. He will be running the offense, calling the shots, hiring his staff. And it certainly seems like Eric Bieniemy, who for a long, long time, Jared, has been thought to be a hot candidate for a head coaching position, never ultimately got a head coaching job in the NFL. I know there's a lot of people who are scratching their heads, understandably so. Why would you make this move going from Patrick Mahomes to Sam Howell? or a, a rookie, or Andy Dalton, or just... A Taylor kind of Heineke, a, Carson Wentz, a kind mean, of the well, names, they're all over the place. Yeah, those, those, guys, be any are, of those, those guys. guys are gone. <laughs> um, but I actually think this makes sense for Eric Bieniemy because there's twofold. The Washington organization, Jared, is for sale. And yeah. the evil owner that is Daniel Snyder uh, is likely on his way out in the near future. And I would say a new owner... He will have no ties to Ron Rivera. And there could be a potential that Eric Bieniemy, if Ron Rivera is shown the door after a year and the offense thrives, let's say, could be promoted up. Also, you know, for him to not live in the shadows of Andy Reid, right? Yeah. This is an opportunity for Eric Bieniemy to put his stamp on an offense. And let's be honest here the Washington Commanders. They actually got some intriguing pieces there, right? Yeah. They've got Terry McLaurin. They've got Jahan Dotson. They've got Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson. They've got some interesting pieces on the offense. And, you know, I'm me being from D.C., there was a lot of talk out of Washington this past offseason, not about the defense, but about the excitement of the offense so now Eric Bieniemy gets to kind of take things over. So I understand why on the surface you say, why the hell would you do this as a lateral move? Remember, he would game plan, but he wouldn't necessarily call the shots there in Kansas City. This is going to be his offense. So this is a, this is a pretty big move here for Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, and for years it's been the glass ceiling for, for Eric. And he probably felt to himself that if he was going to take that next step as a head coach he would have to take a next step somewhere else first because clearly the road from the OC is the Chiefs, frankly, the assistant OC. Andy Reid's the big, the big kahuna, and he needs to evolve mm -hmm. because he's been – now, don't get me wrong, he's been doing a fantastic job, and everything around the league says he's a fantastic coach. But clearly, if his end goal is to be a head coach in the league, and by everything we've heard, I don't really know what goes on inside of his head, but we've heard he wants to be a head coach. He keeps yeah. applying, keeps putting himself out there for it. If he wants to be a head coach, 
I don't think the road to being a head coach is going to be at his current position, being the assistant offensive coordinator de facto with the Chiefs. And you're right. It is a step down for Mahomes. It's a difficult organization probably right now to work for. That's about to probably go through a big ownership change and a lot of tumult behind the scenes. But you mean, if you, and by tumult, you mean rejoice and positivity yeah. and Upheaval. jubilation for yes. excitement. <laughs> yes. Good Lord almighty. <laughs> He's not biased at all against this team, oh, by the way. Hey, He loves the Washington Commanders. Trust me, there's plenty of people who are much more fired up about uh, about that situation. A lot of upside with the offense, too. As you said, and also, they didn't finish that great last year in the efficiency ratings. He can give a little punch to an offense last year that was, I would say, very one-dimensional. And, yeah, it's, it's an exciting move, I think, for Washington fans, for sure. Yeah, I, I think it is. And, you know, this will put, you know, Eric B. It, I'll say this, too. For Eric Bieniemy, who is a very well-known commodity because of his his hand his uh, you know uh, uh, fingerprints on the offense in Kansas City, which obviously Patrick Mahomes has has been a, a massive part of, but yeah. Eric Bieniemy maybe he's the third OC, maybe it's well, Reed and then Mahomes I mean, and then it, it all it all kind of works <laughs> hand in hand, right? Yeah, it does. It um, does, and I'm sure they have their own little system. The interesting thing is, what are they going to do at quarterback? Because Sam Howell, you know. Look, I, I, I keep my eyes and ears out for a lot of content coming out of my hometown, D.C. Yeah, those are your boys. And, and the, the just bizarre acceptance that Sam Howell is the next quarterback. And, and you know, I know Sean. The guy who usually sits in this seat. Yeah, Sean loves him. You know, Sean rated him as his number one quarterback in this past year's draft. So, you know, maybe Yikes. maybe that is, uh, that, that's what's leading to this. But I'll say this. If the reports are true. That Eric Bieniemy is going to have basically what seems to be autonomy to an extent with this offense. I wouldn't just flat out assume that Sam Howell's going to be the starting quarterback for the Washington, Where does Washington Commanders. Dra- they have a first round pick, right? They do, but they don't have a top ten pick. So, so it's you're cert- not getting any of the big boys unless you're trading up. Levis, maybe he falls um, out of the top no, ten. No, I don't. No. I mean, Anthony Richardson could be a possibility. Yeah, it could be a very strong but possibility. You, well, you, here's the next question: What's the best style of quarterback? Do you think Bieniemy suits his his offensive game plan? Would it be more of a mobile guy, more of a pocket passer? Um, it would be, I, I don't know, that's a good question. I mean, Patrick Mahomes kind of does everything, right? Well, so, yeah, he's so it's, it's in, hard a, to, in a class hard by to himself. Uh, the, the commanders right now have the 16th pick in the draft. Yeah, you're not getting any of the big So you've boys. got, I mean, look, I think this is, uh, for the commanders, this is an exciting move. Is and, it fair to say they're a quarterback away? Um, with the offensive weapons, with a guy like Chase Young, a defensive-minded head coach that clearly understands. Well, there's... There's questions about Chase Young, too, whether sure. or not he's going to get his fifth-year option picked up. So there's a whole lot of questions, but uh, that's a that's a big story. Eric Bieniemy heading to Washington to be their offensive yeah. coordinator. Uh, other news today regarding your New York Jets, Jared, Yay! is that Derek, Derek Carr is expected to visit the New York Jets. Sure. There were two teams that reached out reportedly to the Raiders about Derek Carr. He only visited one while he was still under contract, and that was the New Orleans Saints. The uh, what needed to be ha- what needed to happen in order for him to visit a team was they had to agree to uh, trade compensation, and then Derek Carr could decide whether or not he was going to accept a trade. But he's going to be visiting the New York Jets. Uh, it'll be the second meeting, as we have Mike Garofolo's uh, tweet on the screen. It'll be the second meeting with. Uh, with a team for Carr, who already visited the Saints. 
So he's starting the process here. We'll start from Derek Carr's perspective first. Would Should he go to the New York Jets? I think it makes sense. I mean, I think... I'd rather go to the NFC. If, sure. if my goal, If my goal ultimately is to win a championship or go deep in the playoffs, I'd rather go to Carolina or New Orleans. Yeah, I Look agree with that. Look at the quarterbacks that are in the AFC. I, I can't argue with that road, but I also don't know what's going on in that meeting room when they're actually interviewing him and when they're talking to him. I do think Derek is a guy that wants to be embraced and wants the fit to be right. And he takes me as a bit of a spiritual, you know, he's very emotional. He's, he's very in tune with everything that's happening around him. He's a very self-aware individual from what I've seen with his interviews. He's, I, I think he's someone that's going to take, put a lot of pride in the, this decision. And I think he's probably going to pick the team. Maybe, maybe the championship has the priority there. And maybe Carolina or Indy might be a better option short term. But maybe the Jets are a better fit. I, I don't know what they're telling him, and I don't know how he feels. But I, I'm assuming there's going to be some of that emotion involved in this decision. You know, I mean, look, we, we've heard from uh, Mr. Johnson there in New York. He they're going to spend. He wants a quarterback. Yeah, he, said, he, he believes they're a quarterback away. And it's you, hard to argue. You've got the offensive rookie of the year. you got the defensive rookie of the year. You've got some pieces there. Uh, Brees Hall very well would have been, I think, the rookie I mean, of the year. Two offensive right. rookies of the if year. If he doesn't get hurt. How about that draft for Joe Douglas? It's, uh, and he's had a couple of decent drafts over the last few years. But from the Jets' perspective, you're looking for a quarterback. Does Derek Carr put you over the top? No. I don't think so. No, I, I, but again, it might not be. He might be the best one that wants to go to the Jets. You might miss on Lamar. You might miss on Rodgers. He might be the next best available. That's Jared Smith. I'm Tim Murray. Talk some college hoops later on this hour with Jamie and Christian. Got a pretty good card, including a showdown at Fog Allen. It is VEASAN Primetime. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. 
So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app. Today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM. State-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Alongside Jared Smith, sitting in for Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is V-CIN primetime. A pretty good slate of college hoops this weekend. I wouldn't say yeah. amazing, but, you know, obviously we'll have your typical Big 12 bloodbath. Uh, there'll be multiple. Every day in the Big 12. Yeah, is... multiple of those. So we'll uh, we'll get into the card, and Jared will help me figure out and finalize the five plays for the Circa uh, college basketball challenge here momentarily um i do uh, i do have eyes on one game and the number continues to move a little bit which i was just about might, to mention it which might indicate something yep uh san jose state is playing new mexico tonight it's a late night tip 10 30 eastern san jose state has uh, has been a surprise team this year tim miles uh former nebraska coach that's right britain um is doing really positive things there with the spartans and the number just moved up to two no official word yet on Jalen House, leading scorer for New Mexico. Uh, John Rothstein from CBS tweeted out that he's a game-time decision, but you always kind of start to get your eyebrows raised, right, when you start to see a number move when a big-name player is is a game-time decision. And we saw what New Mexico 
has been uh, without both games by double digits. without Jalen House. They have they've looked lifeless. Um, you know, against Wyoming, it, it was a, a disaster. I mean, a Wyoming team that has like six healthy bodies. And San Jose State's had a really good home little streak here. Yeah, so, defensively, they can rebound a little bit. So, so what I'm tougher team. What I'm going to do here is I'm I'm going to wait and see if we get some official official news here uh, because it would be San Jose State or pass for me. Uh, New Mexico seems to be one of those teams that um, is, is things are just kind of falling apart. You know, you go from being the last unbeaten team in college basketball, entered 2023 undefeated 14 and 0, and now here they are at 19 and 7, riding a four game losing streak. And and that performance, you know, not only did I have the uh, the friendship parlay that me and uh, JVT <laughs> put together on Tuesday, which uh, went crumbling down uh, because oh, of New Mexico. Man. Thanks, little Richard. Um, but I just, you know, I, I just, I don't know what, the, where this team's head's at right now. So that would be something I'm just going to keep an eye on here. Uh, you have a couple plays. So uh, why don't we let the, yeah. peep, the good peeps know about what you're uh, rolling with here tonight? Well, I'll keep it in the Mountain West for now. Um, I do like Wyoming at home tonight against Air Force. Again, revenge narratives are something we talked about it last night. All of the revenge scenarios seem to play out in favor of the team that that lost the first game and then came back and, and, and won pretty convincingly in the second game. And Air Force kind of whipped up on Wyoming. Uh, they scored a bunch of points in that game and shot 64% from the floor, made 10 threes, but Hunter Maldonado did not play. And Hunter Maldonado, I would say, is Wyoming's best player. He's back at 20 points the other night against New Mexico. So I think this is one of those spots at home, Wyoming. It's underneath that key number of five still. I feel comfortable uh, playing the Cowboys in this spot, revenge angle. Speaking of revenge, how about Wright State? Let's go to the how Horizon about Wright League. State? I love this Wright. And we talked a lot about the Horizon League last year. I was a big Northern Kentucky fan last year. Wright State eventually won the won the league, got to the tournament, and then, of course, had that crazy game against Bryant in the playing game where I think they combined for like 180 points in that game. Uh, but this is another revenge game. They're, they're facing Cleveland State tonight. Um, they lost to Cleveland State. About three weeks ago, they had 17 turnovers in that game, and that's very uncharacteristic considering Wright State leads the Horizon League in non-steal turnover percentage. They've had 10 turnovers or less in three straight games. They've covered all three of those games by at least 14 points. So I think Wright State's a very experienced, talented team. They're an underdog tonight on the road in a revenge spot, and they've won six straight against the numbers. So as long as they can hold on to the pumpkin tonight, I think Wright State gets a win. And then finally, I think this is my favorite play of the night. It's And we talked about it a little bit last night. It's the, this is a great, this is probably the best mascot game of the year. The Mastodons and the Norse. Yeah, IPFW and Northern Kentucky. So IPFW got smoked at Northern Kentucky back on January 21st. They only had 60 possessions in that game, which was a season low. And I, I think when you look at Northern Kentucky, they shot 63%. They are not a good shooting team on the season, averaging less than 50 Coming off a big blowout over IUPUI, who's arguably one of the worst teams in college basketball. Maybe a little bit better this year, but still pretty bad. And when you take Northern Kentucky away from home, their last couple of games on the road, lost by 18 at Wright State, lost by 19 at Youngstown. So I, I think this is an important game for IPFW. They're tied for eighth with Detroit Mercy in the Horizon League. Why is that important? Top eight teams get a home game in the Horizon League tournament. There's going to be a little urgency for IPFW down the stretch to stay in that home side of the bracket. Of course, campus sites for some of these mid-major tournaments. So IPFW, I got three and a half. Three now, still would play it there. Wright State, one and a half. I play the money line, and 
I, I got to play Wyoming, even though it goes against our buddy Brad Evans today, who gave out Air Force. But I, I right. think Maldonado back. I, I'd say Wyoming at home gets it done. All right. Those are uh, Jared's three plays. No play for me as of right now. We'll see uh, if there's some. Uh, I'm going to bet San Jose State probably tonight and the under if House is out. But I'm willing to wait. So I, I'm willing I, to wait. I do want to mention something. We're going we're gonna to expand it later on in the show. Um, I was having a little fun last night at my own expense. Um, As you normally do. You're very good at that. You're very good self-deprecating. Look, Loyola, Loyola Marymount was, was, was dead on arrival. I mean, it was one of the worst bets. <laughs> I mean, definitely one of the worst bets I've made this season. Gonzaga looked like the Globetrotters. I mean, it was, all, <laughs> it was they were running all it was over incredible. The place. I mean, I went against a revenge spot. I thought, you know, I, I, I'll be honest. I saw the pregame, you know, bump in on CBS Sports Network. All the fans outside, sellout crowd. They're talking about their head coach and how things have changed. They had uh, the sideline reporter AJ Ross had had these little clips that I guess they they've used as like how they build up to to climb the mountain. I'm like, oh yeah, this is gonna be this is this is the right side tonight, oh, baby. Oh man! And holy hell, it was uh, absolute destruction from the jump. So. Tweet us at one Tim Murray and at Jared Lee Smith. We've gotten a bunch already. Some really good ones. What is the worst bet you can remember you've made? And I'm not talking about bad beats. No, no, no. Just a terrible bet. Yeah. Bad beats, it, those happen, right? You know, and that's that's Van Pelt's thing. Bad beats happen. I'm talking about just from the outset. Outliers. And I've got a couple that, to add to the uh, I've got to the really greatness of, uh, of Loyola Marymount last night. Nothing like taking eight. Number moves against you to nine, closes eight and a half, and the team you bet loses by 43. So, <laughs> 40 and a half. <laughs> they give up 68 points in the first half, Jared. That's a good game for most teams. 68 points. Gonzaga was, let's just leave it at this. If Gonzaga plays like that, they can make a run in the tournament, but the odds of them sustaining that level for more than it one or two games. It was 68 to 28 at <laughs> halftime. And That's guess what Gonzaga score. did? Gonzaga covered the second half as well. I can't so, believe you had the Cajones nah, to step in front of them in the second half after what you went principle. through in the first half. It was principle. Come on. <laughs> Mark Few was going to take his foot off the gas. No, he wasn't. The he revenge angle. I'm telling you, yeah. the revenge angles are very – I would increase my weighting of revenge angles down the stretch of the season. A, a lot of parody in college basketball this year. B, these kids remember, man. They remember Especially these Gonzaga. games. Hundred percent, especially Gonzaga as well. All right, uh, we're gonna keep the college basketball talk going uh, with former D1 men's basketball coach Jamie and Christian coming up bottom of the hour. What teams does he think can make a run, and what teams is he a bit cautious on? We're gonna find those out here shortly. Uh, something that we could certainly expand on, but I do want to hit it here in the start of the show is the report coming from Bob McGinn, who has uh, covered the Packers for a long, long time. He was on a podcast today, and he said, quote, they are done with Rodgers. They, wow, meaning the Green Bay Packers, citing his own instincts, knowledge of the league. He said, quote, discussions with some who have firsthand knowledge of the Packers, he's not coming back. I mean, they're disgusted with him, and they're done with him, and they're moving on. He also added that they are uh, I think they're convinced that Rodgers won't be back as the starter. So once again, we got plenty of time to 
to hit on this as the show goes on, but we always do bettable or forgettable to start the show. Is this bettable or forgettable for the team that resides here in Las Vegas? Should you maybe take a peek at a future of the Las Vegas Raiders if this report is to be believed to be true? Yes, but you also have to add the next layer of it. He's going to Vegas because leaving Green Bay doesn't automatically assume Vegas. They got to trade anywhere. him. They got to trade him. He's under contract. But pretty uh, explosive words. Aaron Rodgers was asked for comment, but he couldn't find a light switch uh, in the darkness. So we'll have to wait until he emerges like a groundhog. Jamie and Christian will join us next. Talk some college hoops. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Alongside Jared Smith, pride of Penn State. Oh, yeah. I am Tim Murray. Love that. It is VSIN prime time. Well, earlier this week, Penn State won me some money at home as a dog. You're welcome. 193 to 81. Well, thank you. And also, uh, thank you to our next guest who knew that when he recruited Jalen Pickett to Siena, that uh, this guy might have something, and sure enough, just dropped 41 on Illinois and uh, let off Sports Center. So our next guest deserves his proper due. Man could find talent. I don't know why he ever texts with me though. If you see, I think that might be the biggest mistake of your life. Why would you ever become friends with me if you know talent? That's 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 the biggest knock on your resume, Jamie. And forever, you know, you found Jalen Pickett, all these other pieces. You've been to NCAA tournaments as a head coach. But for some reason, you respond to texts when I send them to you. So that's a big, big red flag. Well, I think I, I think I know talent. So I've been breathing <laughs> life into you since you're <laughs> in Maryland. So that's uh, I, I, I take responsibility for your success as well. There we go. Um, <laughs> my goodness. Real quickly, though, I'm just curious, right? You recruited Jalen to, to Siena. Uh, you ultimately left Siena to go to George Washington, you know, go back to, to your kind of area that you were in for a long time. And now you see him thriving at Penn State as a for, as a former and and I'll say it soon to be head coach at some point somewhere down the down the road here. Um, how do you how do you sit back and when you watch your former players excel like this? I'm just curious as a coach, how does it feel? Well, I love it. Um, you know, you know, you, you start this journey out with your players when you first start recruiting them. And they kind of share with you their hopes and dreams and all the things they want to be able to achieve. And my job is just sort of be like a guide along that journey to help them become the very best that they can. So getting a chance to watch them, you know, play and, and do the things that they've always dreamed about is actually a, a ton of fun for me. I take a lot of pride in it. I still text with a bunch of them. I was actually up to see Don Carey and Jalen Pickett play over the weekend. Um, so I maybe had an idea that Jalen Pickett was going to have a big game versus Illinois. Love it. Um, 
and just uh, just big time. fans of my former players. I knew. I mean, I, I was on Penn State, oh, so that was wow. uh, I loved every second of it. There so that was uh, that was beautiful. Jamie and Christian, former Division One men's basketball coach, Mount Saint Mary, Siena, and uh, most recently George Washington joining us here. You can follow him on Twitter at Jamie and Christian, doing a bunch of stuff, uh, talking hoops. You know, here's the exercise I wanted to do. I didn't really, Jamie, necessarily want to go game by game. We could talk Baylor, yeah. Kansas here in a moment, but. We're in this spot, right? We're about three weeks away from Selection Sunday. And I think on Saturday or Sunday, CBS is going to unveil the, the top 16 teams you know, in the country where they stand right now. So I right. want to just kind of play it, do an exercise with you. From what you've seen, who do you think can or can't make a run to, let's just say, Houston? You know, once you get there, as you know, when you were on Shaka Smart staff it's, at VCU, it's it gets crazy. So I want to start with a team... In uh, let's start with Tennessee because this is okay. a team that that can really defend. But what I've always said, Jamian, is that the offense scares the living you know what out of me. So you're a team that's 55 in offensive efficiency, but first in defense. Do you think Tennessee can ultimately cut down some nets? You know, I actually did a top 26 this week just to try to be prepared for for some of these conversations. I had Tennessee sitting at seven for me. Um, I don't think that they can make a run there to the end, to the final four. I think they have a really good team. I think they have an experienced team. Their offense does scare me. Um, and, you know, as you get into that sweet 16 round, the offenses get a lot better. And and I don't know if they can score at the same rate as some of these other teams can. Um, so I, I do not have Tennessee as a, a championship level team, but I think they're a very good team. They could possibly win the SEC, but not have a chance to to be in a national championship game. Let's head out west. Let's talk about Arizona because this is a team we talked about last night. Had a great performance against Utah. Nice revenge spot for them and, and you know, kind of exercise some demons. And this is an Arizona team that I think has the recipe, the makeup, but do they have that poise when they get to the Sweet 16 like they did last year against Houston? Eh, couldn't quite bring it together. Is Arizona a team you could see taking that next step this year? I actually had Arizona at 10 um, right behind Texas. I think they're very similar. Um, Texas maybe a little bit better, a little bit more experienced. Arizona scares me because I don't see poise. Like you use the word poise. I, I actually use the same word. I don't see poise. I don't see maturity in how they're playing. Played really well early. I think they are a tough team to scout in a tournament setting because their size and athleticism. But as the year's gone on, I've just seen so many uh, body language errors by their team when things get really tough. And I just don't know how they're going to respond when the pressure gets to the highest and things aren't going perfectly. A lot of the games you play in, in tournament play are not perfect games. They are slug it out, really physical, back-to-back -back games are going to be that way. I just don't know if they have enough poise. I don't know if they have enough maturity. I like their talent, um, but I don't like their maturity. We're talking to Jamie and Christian, former uh, <clears throat> Division I men's basketball coach at Mount St. Mary, Siena, and George Washington was on Shaka Smart staff at VCU as well. Um, Purdue last night falls on the road at Maryland. Uh, always, you know, in the Big Ten on the road, it's it's proven to be, just be nightmares for for anybody. You know, this is a Purdue team that lost a lottery pick, and if, if I remember correctly, I think they started outside of the top 25. So they've done a phenomenal job uh, so far this year to be where they're at. National Player of the Year in Zach Eady there. But... You have Matt Painter, who's who's never got to a Final Four. They are top 25 in both offensive and defensive efficiency, which is kind of one of the things you have to be in order to, to make a run, at least historically. So Purdue, a couple stumbles here lately. What do you think of Purdue? 
Uh, I'm not as concerned about their stumbles. I actually had them at number four for mm-hmm. me. Um, I, I'm not worried about their stumbles. I think the Maryland team they played last night is the perfect kind of team to, to beat them. Maryland presses, so they're going to run, run time off the shot clock. Purdue, they have a weakness. They don't have great ball handling. Um, they only have really Braden Smith that can bring the ball up and operate. So they're able to really do a great job of controlling the tempo defensively. And then, you know, obviously Edie is amazing on the inside. But if you can control the tempo and take less, take more time off the shot clock, it's really tough. So they actually have a perfect kind of team to, to play against them. And Maryland can play five guys on the perimeter at times when they move the ball around and get Zach away from the basket. So in the Northwestern game, Northwestern's playing a lot better. They're really experienced. They're a good team. That's a quality loss. And Maryland's just actually the perfect storm to mm. play a team like Purdue. I don't know if there's a lot of teams like Maryland out there, though, around the country that can play some zone, can play some man. I mean, you remember when all the zone defenses came into play is when we had these giants like Wild and Kareem playing college basketball. So being able to play zone defense is pretty pivotal against against really good post players. And Maryland's kind of the perfect team that can do both those things pretty well. Jamie, and I'm fasc- fascinated your take on the Big 12. Because to me, this is a conference that probably has four or five teams that maybe can cut down the nets. But I'm curious as a coach, as someone who's been through the grind before, is that marathon of a regular season going to impact these teams in March? Or is it on the other end? Battle tested, you know how to win close games and tough environments. And if, you know, to take it a step further, is there a team in the Big 12 that you would put at the top of what is a very crowded heat? You know, that's a great question. Um, hey, what I'm going to go with, I think the Big 12 tournament is going to be very important. Um, that team that goes in and kind of gets a, a, a new way of life at the end of the season and finds a way to win that Big 12 tournament, I'm going to give a lot. I don't want to, I, I give all those teams respect. They got great teams in that league. Um, but I want to see who can really rise to the occasion. Right. You're, they're definitely beating each other up right now, beating each other down. So trying to rank them can be really difficult. It's going to really come down to matchups. But whoever really gets hot in that Big 12 tournament, that's going to be a pretty pivotal time for me as an as an observer, um, because I think that's going to give whoever it is a lot of momentum going into the tournament and have a chance to really dominate when they get into conference play. But for right now, they're going to continue to beat each other up. You're seeing a ton of injuries kind of pop up as well. So it's going to be a little misleading in these last few games um, just because the injuries kind of pile up. And if you're a good coach and you know you're already in, you may try to hold a guy a game or two to get him ready for the Big 12 tournament so you can be ready for the long haul. Talking once again to Jamie and Christian. All right, Jamie, we got about a minute. Who was your number one team? Who is the team that uh, confidence is, is not the right word because who the heck knows, right, in a 68-team bracket, one and done. But who's the team you believe in the most right now? Yeah, I wrote about this this week on Aaron Torres Media. Uh, I trust Virginia. Mm, um, I really wow. like their experience. Uh, I like their guard play. When I watch them play, they're getting a lot better as the year goes on. Um, Reese Beckman and these guys, Jalen Gardner. I love Jalen Gardner. Um, you think about the game when they lost to UMBC, they struggled because of the size of UMBC and the quickness. Jaden Gardner was a mid-major killer at East Carolina. Um, and so he's a guy that's such a mismatch problem. Tony Bennett does an amazing job of putting him in position to impact the game and allowing those other guys to really play. I really like Virginia today. Um, I love Alabama's talent. I will say that. I love their talent. They have the best player maybe in the country. But I like Virginia's maturity and the experience they have. I like it. Jamian, always a pleasure. And uh, congrats again. Proud Papa moment with Jalen Pickett, 41.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Potential BetMGM customers have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus. 
when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or, or, or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Thanks again to Jamie and Christian, former D1 basketball coach. And uh, I'm telling you right now, he'll be back on a bench yeah. I would think uh, I would not be surprised. This isn't this is me speculating. He didn't tell me this, but uh, I would think he'll be on a bench next year. I hope that he's on a bench next year. But uh, great stuff from him. Appreciate the insight, uh, as always, from him as well. So good stuff there. Uh, Virginia, surprising uh, to hear that. Was not expecting that one. No. And uh, just pulling up uh, the Circa app right now, uh, Virginia's odds to win the national championship are 40 to 1. I was going to say 30. That's so that's so I that's was pretty impressive. I was thinking about today cuz I I put in a little piece cuz uh Matt Newmans and I were talking about it on the uh college basketball betting podcast which by the way out rate review subscribe. Uh we will have a third episode in your feed late late tonight early tomorrow morning when Matt Newmans goes over all the plays for Got some homework to do tonight Cir- I guess huh the Circa College Basketball Contest uh yeah we'll do that tonight I got to get my picks in during the show um <laughs> so I'll, we'll, I'll listen to it during break we'll do it live on air um <laughs> and I do actually they're starting to pop some overnights right now yeah. for the Saturday slate so we'll, we'll we'll start uh taking a look at those but um I was you know going to dabble and put in another future here was thinking about TCU with the return of Mike Miles uh, they're at 35 to one here at Circa to win it all. I like all. that. But Virginia, you know, I think they get a bad rap because of 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 who they are historically as you know this this team that's kind of slow. Uh, ACC's down this year. Uh, when you look at conference ratings, they're seventh in the country right now, uh, behind you know the Mountain West. So kind of goes to show you where the ACC is this year. But they're going to win, probably. The they're going to win the ACC. They're not going to be really tested down the stretch. You know, they'll be maybe an underdog next weekend against uh, North Carolina on the road. But 30th in offensive efficiency, 22nd defensive efficiency. Obviously, the tempo is always going to be slow for them. So uh, we'll see. We'll they see. They fit the profile. Yeah, I mean, a little bit on the on the offensive. You'd end, like you know, you'd like those to kind of be both top 20 as sure. opposed to top 30. Sure. Um, but 40 to one. But that's but you have to compare it to the price. Yeah. You know, if you have a top twenty team on both ends, you're not getting forty to one most likely. And for Virginia, um, in a major r- conference, at least. right now Virginia is uh, per bracket matrix when they take all of the the bracketologists out there, put it together, and average them all out. Uh, Virginia is a three seed. So look, three seed favorable draw. You get a fourteen, then a you know six, maybe an eleven. Um, so. And that could potentially go up if you win the ACC tournament. There's a possibility of that rising as well. So uh, that might be something I'll keep an eye on. Maybe throw a little on uh, Virginia at 40-1 to 1, or if we can find, uh, find anything better. Um, all right, let's start running through a couple spots. And we do have some lines popping uh, for Saturday's card. And there's a, a couple games... 
that I already wrote down that we wanted, I wanted to talk out. And one, let's see if there's a line yet for this one. Is it Wisconsin, Green Bay, Youngstown State? Uh, it is not. What are you think about letdown spot, you know? <laughs> no, it's and we're here, following the unders and, on Green Bay for the rest of the season. And I knew I knew this line was going to be high. Oh, boy. And, of course, it is. What do you got there, Slugger? Virginia Tech, who just lost to Georgia Tech, is home at Castle Coliseum. And they're laying five against Pittsburgh. Mm. Pittsburgh all week, complaining, their fan base... Why are we not ranked? We should be ranked. Understandably so, right? They're, they're on the outside looking in. I think this is a very, very tricky spot. And the line is telling you something here where Virginia Tech, who I think is 14-11 and 11 on the year, just coming off a, a loss to Georgia Tech, who is 195 in Ken Palm, and prior to them beating Virginia Tech was 205. It's a terrible loss. It's a Georgia Tech team that's 10 and 16, and Virginia Tech couldn't beat them. And now Virginia Tech is laying five against Pittsburgh. So that was a spot that I had circled. Pittsburgh's won six in a row. And yeah, they're hot. Despite all of that, you would think, okay, Pittsburgh's won six in a row. Virginia Tech just lost to Georgia Tech, or and Virginia Tech's still laying five. So... Jeff Capel, this is his best year so far. Saved his job, man. Saved his job. He would have been fired uh, if they didn't have a year like that. So that's one game uh, that I that I had eyes on. Uh, another one that uh, certainly was uh, intriguing to me was Kentucky taking on Tennessee. <laughs> this line is... Whew. So Kentucky home to Tennessee, and DraftKings opened Tennessee minus two and a half. Tennessee is 10th in the country, fresh off a win over the number one team in all the land. Yeah. And Tennessee is only laying two and a half here. Now, the worry I have, too, is we talked about revenge. Kentucky did go to Knoxville and knocked off Tennessee back on January 14th as a 12-point underdog. Still one of my biggest bet regrets of the year. I remember we walked out those doors. Britain can attest to it. And I said... I probably should bet Tennessee. And I didn't do it, and they won outright. Or excuse me, probably should bet Kentucky, I beg your pardon. And they didn't do it, they, they won outright. Kentucky's a team that, that has to certainly continue to ratchet up the wins. Big win on Wednesday against Mississippi State. They were an underdog. They go out, they beat uh, Mississippi State in Starkville. I'm going to be on Kentucky here. Kentucky yeah, you, plus two I, and a half. I think it makes sense. I mean, the one thing Kentucky does really well is something Tennessee, I think, prides themselves on, which is toughness, rebounding, they don't turn it over a ton. So I I would say, offensively speaking, Tennessee, it's tough to say that they're going to go on the road and just lights out against a Kentucky team that obviously needs the win. And I think the market is telling you, based off that opening number, that this is going to be a tight game. Yeah. Um, Kansas and Baylor, you might be surprised what this number opened as. So we've got number nine, Baylor, who... Did beat Kansas back on January 23rd, 75-69, so the revenge factor. Baylor is 10-1 and in the last five weeks, Jared. Top three team in the country, according to Bart Torvik, since January 10th. Yeah. Baylor's catching five here at Fog Allen. Um, I'm going to stay off this game. I would, initially my thought was roll with the hot hand in Baylor, but... 
fading Kansas at home. Yes, I know they lost to TCU when TCU was fully healthy by 23 at home. And I'm not saying this is a vintage Kansas team, but that's a tricky spot. Uh, I think for Baylor, even though they've been playing as well as they have been. Yeah, market tells you again Kansas the right side there because it's it's one of those. Oh, really? You see a plus, a big plus number next to Baylor's name, and you get a little bit intrigued. But what did we just hear from Jamie? The Big Twelve is cannibalizing itself this year, and the home teams I think have the edge. The revenge angles I think have an edge that would favor Kansas. So all of those things kind of favor Kansas here. And it's tough for me to bet Baylor, despite the fact that maybe the number's a little bit more inflated than we would expect a top 10 kind of game to be. It's tough to fade what the obvious market answer is, which Kansas at home in a revenge game against the team that a lot of people view as a Final Four national title contender. Big spot for both teams, but I think the home vibes, the revenge vibes obviously favor Kansas. All right, I got another one. Lay it on me, brother. Talk it out. Providence is at home. I was looking at that one, I too. love Providence, right? I love Providence. I love Ed Cooley. Ed Cooley, Shaka Smart, maybe my two favorite coaches in college basketball. Providence, earlier this week, double overtime thriller against Creighton. 94-86. Place was jumping. They've got Villanova coming to town. Villanova, 13-13. First year for first-year head coach Kyle Neptune. And the number, Jared. So I mentioned Virginia Tech, right? Virginia Tech is a five-point favorite against Pittsburgh. A little stinky. Kansas is a five-point favorite against Baylor. Providence is a five-point favorite against Villanova. Take the points with Nova. Nova, baby. Wildcats. That's going to be a play. Justin Moore's back, baby. Three straight wins. Come on, Cats. Let's get it done. Eric Bieniemy is the new head coach of the Washington Commanders. What does that mean for them in 2023? We'll find out next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.